Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Shooting the Sports Podcast with Ebony and Ivory. My name's Jonathan. I'm the Ebony. And my name's Nick, and I'm the Ivory. Welcome into episode four. Today, we got a real special one for you. We're going to be interviewing former Catawba College point guard, Dominic Reed. We're going to be talking to him about his life and career um, with Catawba, uh, playing high school basketball with Cannon. We're going to talk to him a little bit about some, uh, some players that he's coached over his, uh, throughout his time. And also going to touch on his thoughts on some of the incoming uh, NBA rookies that we're going to have this year. Man, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is going to be good. I really hope you guys enjoy this. Let's jump right into it um, and not waste any time today. And now we'd like to welcome in two-time North Carolina All-State basketball player, the first boys basketball player in Canon history to be named All-State in 2006, repeating again in 2007. Three-time state champion, once as a player in 2006, twice as a coach, back-to-back in 2020 and 2021. He's also a member of the 2020 Cannon Athletics Hall of Fame. He was the South Atlantic Conference Freshman of the Year in 2008, first-team All-Conference in 2011, South Atlantic Conference All-Tournament Team 2008, 2009, 2011, was a former professional basketball player in Denmark and the current boys assistant basketball coach at Cannon School in Concord, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dominic Reed. Dominic, Domo, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Good, good, man. It's good to have yeah, you on. You also we... forgot to you forgot one accolade. He was also That's part of right. the uh, three-on-three second-place tournament team that we ran. <laughs> That's right. He's a former teammate of Ebony and Ivory. And uh, I think the first question I'd that I want to know is you obviously have a lot of accolades, but how was it being our teammate for an afternoon? Hey man, it was fun. You know, <laughs> like that, that was like the really the first time I really got to be like a normal student. Cause you know, yeah. senior year, nothing else to do. You know, most uh, af- athletes can't play in the game, but that was like the first time I got to really enjoy like college for real, like as a normal student which was pretty cool because it's like, you know, you don't really have time to kind of hang out with the normal college student or the, or the student that has plays a different sport than you in a different season. So it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was real fun. That's awesome. Yeah. We had, we had a good time. I know, uh, I know John and I, we still talk about that, man. It was, uh, I remember we needed a, we needed a third and, you were standing right behind us, and I said, "Might as well, might as well play with us." And uh, yeah. I think we won a couple games, but we just ran into ran into Scooby and CP and them, and that they were they were a little a little too big for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they were. I mean, and those guys actually can play basketball too. It's not like yeah, yeah, they were really athletic. Yeah, exactly. So they they played basketball, and what's funny was like both of those guys used to come play pickup with the with our team. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so it was one of those things. It was like you know. If we were going to lose, we were going to lose to somebody like that. I wouldn't. Exactly. Wasn't. Exactly. And I got firsthand account that CP can play basketball. Oh, yeah. Still yeah. The, still, still, got the, still got the bump on the back of my head. <laughs> I bet you do. And I bet you do. do, too, man. Man, I don't know if you ever heard that story, Damo, but we were playing intramurals, and John went up for a rebound, and he snatched it right out of the air from CP, and he took one hard dribble like Shaq used to do back in the day and went up strong like he was going to two-hand dunk it. And CP literally just stuck his arm right up in the air, made contact with the ball, and just dropped his hand. And John went down with it. And all you hear is his head just smack against the floor. The whole gym stopped. Everybody stopped and looked. 
he was out. Like it, it was bad. It was bad. Man. I'd also like to go on record and say that was Nick's fault because I literally snagged the rebound and was going to pass it out. And then all I hear from the sideline is Nick saying, good shit, Blanks. So he pumped me up. He made me feel like I was Shaq. Hey, and man, then, uh, I think you can agree with us, though, that grabbing a rebound like that over CP and Scooby and them, that's, that's a pretty good achievement. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. I must say. Yeah. I, I was hyped for him. My head ended up breaking the fall. They, they <laughs> thought I died for about 30 seconds. I definitely thought you did. But, Damo, let's jump right into it here, man. Let's uh, talk to me a little bit about your playing days. You know, you uh, you played a couple years at Cannon. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You only played two years at Cannon? Yes, I played two years at Cannon, and before that I was at Myers Park High. Um, okay, okay. Myers Park High is a public, 4A public school in uh, Charlotte. Uh, we were pretty we were pretty good. Um, that was around a time where a lot of guys were, like, transferring out, going to private school um, mm-hmm. due to – Due to the competitive level, um, and private school was a lot more challenging. So, a lot of the guys and and much more exposure during that time. Because um, in public school, you only allowed a certain amount of games. I want to say around that time it was like twenty six, and I think my first year at Cannon, we played. I want to say thirty two. Oh wow! And and the last year at Cannon, I think we ended up playing like thirty five, thirty six. So. A difference between like eight, seven to eight, seven to nine games, which made a big difference. And also, it was a lot more travel. In Charlotte, we're only playing like the local schools. Mm-hmm. And I know at Cannon, we were playing schools from Florida. No, we'll play teams from Asheville. Um, so it, it was much more, much more uh, challenging and competitive in that aspect. So. Yeah, but I did spend my first my first year at uh, Myers Park. I was on JV. Um, I did pretty well on JV. Then I got moved up to varsity. Didn't play much, but it was a learning experience for me because you know you coming from the middle school level and you're averaging twenty, twenty five, thirty points, and yeah. then you hit high school and it was like the eye opener in the sense because you're not the biggest, you're not the fastest guy on the court. I wasn't the biggest, so, I mean, somebody bigger than me and just as fast as me was kind of an eye-opener to me. But um, then my second year at Myers Park, uh, we did pretty well. Um, we were the number three team in the state. Um, I got a got a quite bit of playing time. Uh, then that, that following year, everybody transferred out. But um, – but I I, I, I like I like the Myers Park. No, it wasn't nothing against the school or academics or nothing. It was just like you know I just needed to be challenged on a different level. And when I went to Cannon, it was ran like a college pro- program. You know, mm-hmm. you got practice, you got AM workouts. Then you go to school. Then after school, you're working out summertime. And the difference between public public school here and private school here during that time, you know, once the season's over, you kind of on your own. Right. After school, um, all right, we'll give you like a few weeks off, then we back in the gym doing individual workouts. So now do you feel like do you feel like going to Canon helped prepare you for college and the professional? Like do you feel like you uh I don't want to say an advantage, but do you feel like you were more prepared going into college your freshman year? Oh, absolutely, because for me, um for, it, 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 what's crazy is the, the basketball part definitely did, but it's more so the academics because you know, you get a paper in college, write a three-page paper for homework, 
uh, that was kind of the norm for me at Cannon. So most guys struggling with that aspect, then you got to deal with the rigorous schedule of basketball. And like I say, like at Cannon, you know, it was ran like a college program. You know, you go to workouts and then, then after workouts, uh, you go to class from well, we started at eight and then ended at like two thirty. So about three thirty, that's when you do workouts again. And by me going to college, like that was that was kind of the thing in college. So a lot of the guys that came in with me struggled, even in football, basketball, or whatever sport they was in, because they just wasn't used to it. That was kind of the norm for me, and I think there was a lot of had a lot to do with my success coming in as a freshman. I got to start, and I was freshman of the year. So that, that played a big part in it for me. And and you guys also played a really tough schedule that year you won state. Am I, am I correct? At Cannon School, yes. At uh, Cannon, yeah. We played, what's funny, we played Charlotte Christian. You know, they had the Currys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played them. They beat us, but it was a pretty good game. Um, they they had um the Currys and they had a few other they had about four or five Division One guys. Oh wow! They, they were they were stacked. Like that that was a team that they went to Chick Fil A, um that same year and they beat North Cross Christian who had Ghani Lawal and uh Jody Meeks. Oh wow! So Charlotte Christian was real good and I and I just want to sit here and say this to everybody you know to everybody that say Stephen Curry wasn't that good in high school. BS, you didn't have to guard him. <laughs> I don't know what is this thing is that Stephen Curry wasn't good in high school and no. They said he was too small. Man, listen. <laughs> listen, that's because the people that saying that didn't have to guard him. But, <laughs> I mean, I held him to like 13 points, but, man, I was so tired after that game just because, it. I mean, the dude was like 6'2", 6'3". And like, just his movement was just so fl- more fluent. Like his body hasn't ha- didn't grow into it yet, but right, you knew like, all right, Stephen Curry, he's good, <laughs> he's he's real good. And it's not. Yeah, too I always many guys, forget he's from from the Charlotte area. It's not too many guys that moved like him during that time. And during that time, and also like he had the ankle issues, the ankle issue in high school his last year. So mm-hmm. and they kind of carried over into college and in the pros early, but once he got that issue fixed, and it was, and you see now what he's what he is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, yeah I, and I remember I remember watching now. him play. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching him play at Davidson uh, when we were at Catawba. Uh-huh. He was yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and let me go on record and say Nick was right because he told me to watch out for this Curry guy coming out of college. That he was going to be good, I doubted him. I, I will, I will admit, I was a doubter. And Nick's like, give him two, three years. Nick said, give him two, three years in the NBA and watch him. And I'm telling you, I let him get on that workout doubted. program. I was never <laughs> doubting. Like what he does is doesn't is not surprising me, man. Because he worked worked hard, like one of the most fearless workers I ever seen, man. So, and you know. It's just a testament. Him and his brother, like they they work hard at what they do, and that's why they're elite at what they do. So that's yeah, pretty cool. I, I didn't realize you uh, you played against them back in the yeah, day. That's we also awesome. we also played against the Plumleys. They were at uh, Christ School in Asheville. Um, man, I mean, they probably had about four or five Division One guys too, like loaded. And 
at high school level, you see guys like that, 6'11", two 6'11s in the starting lineup in high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's tough. That's it's tough. Like, and then they, they had a wing. His name was Malik. He went to uh, South Carolina. He was 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so it's like that's their front line in high school. Wow. Let's also go on record. Guys weren't as big as they are nowadays back then. No. Like, that, was, no. that was different. No, not every high school had – Two seven footers and a and a six seven wing player. No, right, right. So well, that... since we're on this topic, I was actually going to save this question for the end. But since we're on the topic, I'm going to ask it now. You said you played against Stephen Curry and his brother in the Plumleys. Who's the best player you've ever played with or against? And they doesn't necessarily they don't have to be an NBA All Star. Um, uh, with um, with I would say. Um... Let me see. That's a lot. But I'm going to start out against. This was in AAU. <laughs> AAU Nationals. We were like 14 years old. Uh, we were down in, I want to say, we were 15. 15. We were in Memphis, Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, So we're in the gym, you know. We're in pool play. Pool play is usually like you get two teams out of the pool and then they go to the national bracket. So we're one of the top two teams in the pool like we are every year. So we beat our first two teams, and then we're starting to scout this other team out of Chicago. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're pretty good. They got this one kid, you know, touching the top of the backboard, you know, coming down windmill, and we're like, okay, yeah, but he ain't going to do that against us. (laughs) So first play of the game, jump ball, tip. They get the tip, throw it up to him. He like – does a crazy like he goes up and tries to dunk it and midair just changes his body into a layup. I'm like, okay. All right, he athletic. So then he gets the rebound one time, goes a hundred miles an hour, and goes down and dunk the ball and no facial expression. So I'm like, who is this dude? <laughs> so we ended up beating him, but he had about 35, 36 points. So we're like, okay, this dude legit. So we checked the rankings and the, this was 2007. Uh, class so we checked the rankings and i look it said derrick rose <laughs> like derrick rose this number two player in the country uh, it makes sense now man that dude didn't say a word was just all about his business and at the time he was six three six two man that's the best player i ever seen play ever, ever seen like up close like that i played against that's crazy that's and pretty and awesome, we, we didn't know who he, we didn't know wild. who he was. We, That's we, awesome. we didn't know who he was until after the game. It was like, oh, he's a number two player <laughs> in the country. Wow! <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, being from you know living near Chicago, Derrick Rose, he was he was huge, and then obviously going to the Bulls, man, he was he was everything around here. Yeah, they played with a team called Ferrari. They played with Ferrari, um, and then later they added Eric Gordon. Oh but, wow! Uh, yeah, all on the same AAU team. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And his, I think his brother coached them. His older brother coached them. Wow. Yeah. And then the best player I played with, I don't, man, this guy doesn't get enough credit for, like, what he what he did for me and what he did as a individual and took a lot of pressure off me. And – I played with him longer than I have a lot of guys. I have to say Antonio Houston, man. Like, just for Antonio. the simple fact, like, he's, he was so underrated 
but at the same time, like people took stuff what he did for granted, man. Like he could post, he could shoot, he could do everything. He can he do pretty much everything, and then it's just you know, and he made it look so easy. Yeah, he made it look so easy, but he got criticized for a lot of stuff that you know that he didn't have to necessarily do, like. Like they say, he didn't play defense well, but hell, we got Donzel to do that. You oh know, yeah, we got One of other the best defenders that, that I've with. seen. We don't need to. We like I rather Tonyo go get thirty than have to guard the other team best player. Why would we need him to do that? You know, right? So I, I, I would say Antonio, like for, by far, um, just for the simple fact that you know I played played with a lot of guys, um, but. I got to play with him for three years. So yeah, my perspective is a little different than, you know, if it was anybody else. And, but I played with some pretty good, good players. You know, I, I, other one I would say would be Ryan Harrow. Um, okay. Just, but he was real young when, when I was around, he ended up playing at K- Kentucky. Um, he was on that. He redshirted that year. They won the national title with Anthony Davis and those guys. But I mean, you just talk about like, handle leap in the belly and if you go on youtube and see and google ryan harrow's like uh youtube man you'd be amazed because the dude was probably like five eleven, six feet at the time but like had crazy handle and crazy bounce for his size but yeah i would say those two are probably the most talented players that i played played with yeah i'll definitely have to look into him i know you were also teammates um was it for one or two years at Cannon with uh, Jarrell Eddy? Yes, Jarrell. He was another one. Like, him and Ryan were the same year, but they were young. Like, we yeah. won it. When, like, this one, eighth graders got to play uh, varsity sports. Oh, okay. So he won. Both of those guys won with me as an eighth grader. And then I got to play one again my senior year. We lost in the Final Four, um, and they were ninth graders. So I really didn't get to see them at the peak, right? per se. So... Yeah, I actually got to watch Darrell play. Um, he played for the Windy City Bulls, which is about, they play about 45 minutes down the road mm-hmm. for me. And uh, I got to see him play there a couple times. He was mm-hmm. a great player. Great player. Yeah, I didn't realize at the time, obviously, you guys were high school teammates, though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. shooter, like catch and shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was it. That's his thing. Yeah, he was a real good player. So after after Cannon, you, uh, you went to Catawba College. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said earlier, you were SAC Freshman of the Year. Um, got to play with, my opinion, might be a little biased, but my opinion, one of the best recruiting classes that you, you'll find anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, just talk oh. to me a little bit about that, um, about what, Kataba what? and the whole process of it. How did you, how did that all come about? Um, how did you get recruited? Yeah, well, was... yeah, I want to, I want to ask that first though, is wh- why did you choose Kataba? What, uh, what made you choose Kataba? Well, it's funny because um, I had initially committed to High Point University um, out of high school, um, and their head, co- their assistant coach that was recruiting me was Lincoln Memorial's coach. Um, oh, wow. I was Taba and Coach Schultz. So I um, was committed, was going to sign with High Point, but then they were projected like to finish number one in the uh, Big South that year. And, you know, it was supposed to be, do big things. They had a mid-major All-American, Arizona Reed. Um, and they ended up having a terrible year, like bad. So all the coaching staff got let go. So the new coaching staff came and 
was they were going a different direction. So I I signed late. So um, what was funny was um, I knew Antonio was at Catawba because he was from Charlotte and we mm-hmm. got, he played with the rival AAU team growing up, the Charlotte Nets. Um, so I always was cool with Antonio, knew him, good friends. Um, I always wanted to play with Antonio. And, like, I was kind of in limbo. I had visited UNC Pembroke, um, Garner Webb. Really, on the visit, I really wasn't – didn't really feel at home with either one of those places. It was kind of – Pembroke was in the middle of nowhere. Garner Webb was kind of middle of nowhere. And, you know, it really – it's just the, the vibe just wasn't there from – especially, like, the coaches. And then what I didn't really like, coaches kind of pressuring into, like, okay, what you going to do? I need you now. You know, I was like, I mean, let me take some time. Yeah, that's so, a big decision. Yeah, so I uh, so I was just on Katawa's website just looking through stuff. I seen Brian Graves was a senior point guard, and he was leaving. So I was like, hmm. So I just kind of just – it was a questionnaire back in the day when you could fill out, and, you know, it was like, you know, incoming prospects. So I just filled it out, filled out my stats. And what's crazy was – I get a call the next day from my uh, head coach at uh, Cannon, Coach Johnson. He was like, uh, I need you to be in the gym right around 3.30, 4 o'clock. Katawa's coming to see you. I was like, wow, like that was fast, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's fast. So, um, so, so we working out, and then first one comes in is Coach Moore, Marvin Moore. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, sits down. So, you know – starts talking to him and then he was like, I'm the assistant coach at Catawba, you know, came down to check you out. I don't know if you can play for real, but we about to find out. I said, what? That sounds like Marv. <laughs> he said, I don't know if you can play for real, but we going to see. <laughs> so then he's watching. Then coach Baker comes in. I was like, Hey, head coach come in too. He introduces himself. So then, you know, they kind of played it like real, like, oh, yeah, we like you, you know, we'll keep in touch, you know, kind of. And then Marvin gave me this look like, look at, look at Coach Baker, like, the hell we going uh, <laughs> to keep, um, <laughs> keep in touch? We need to offer him now. <laughs> yeah, he told me to this to this day, like, man, we need to offer him to this day. And they, it was like, they figured I was already off the board. Nobody in Charlotte was still available. And they thought I was off the board, so they didn't really pursue until now. And that's why the quick turnaround for me sending in the questionnaire thing and them coming to the school. Like, I was already impressed by that. Like, man, these coaches, like, next day come out to see me. It wasn't even no decision on if ands, or buts. And I seen Tonio was there, and they had been winning, had a winning tradition. And Coach Moore said, you know, I played with Coach Baker, so you got any questions for me, you know, I can fill you in. And, you know, cigars, offense, and, like, that just had me sold there. So Now, how long until after they had that gym session did they offer you? Um, So we went on the – so I went up there to Catawba on the visit. And um, this was probably, like, later that week. So this happened on like a Tuesday. I went to visit Catawba on like a Friday, Saturday. School was out. So this was kind of like in late May, June, I would say. I think we got a school in like May. So yeah, it had to be late May or June. 
So that week I went up there, you know, um, saw the campus, um, saw everything. And, you know, that's when Coach Baker said we're interested in, but we don't have any full scholarships yet because, you know, um, it's late and we, but we will give you a partial for right now. It's like, okay, that, that sounds good. You know, I understand. And he was like, if something comes about, make sure like you got, like you will get a full. So long story short, they had a guy that was there. He ended up leaving. So that opened up a full scholarship for me. So during that time, he offered me uh, while we were at the, um, while I was on the visit. It was just the fact he was just being, you know, realistic about it. You know, I can give you this type of money, uh, but, you know, I got to free up some money for you to get a full scholarship. But if it does, I'll most definitely give you a full scholarship. One guy left and then, you know, that's when I got the full scholarship. So I thought about it for a few days. Well, probably it was more so seemed like probably a few hours. And then I called him and told him I was going to commit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was perfect situation for me. It's like not too far from Charlotte. Not too, you know, arms length away. And, you know, I just wanted to be a part of a winning program. Like, a lot of guys during that time say, I want to go D1, I'll go D1. For me, it was just like, man, my parents ain't got to pay for school no more. Exactly. That was, exactly. That was the main thing for me. Like, yep. you know, yep. from where I come from, it was like a blessing to even be in the situation I'm in. And now my parents don't have to pay for college. Man, like, that, that's great. The dream that, come true. That's great for me. So, yeah. But that's yeah, how I up at Catawba, you know. It was a questionnaire I sent, and then they came the next day. <laughs> and then, that's crazy. That's crazy how that works. Yeah, it was like, I was just, you know, just trying something. Like, let's see what, let's see what happens. And wow. Then, you know, and then it helps that Tonio knew me. I know he put in a good word for me. And yeah. The rest is history. Wow. And, yeah, and you definitely carried on that winning tradition. Um, I mean, we won – Four, won the sure. tournament in two thousand nine. Won conference in twenty ten. I mean, we had we had some great years, man. Yeah, and it, it was it was it was rough at first. It, it wasn't all smooth at Catawba because I came from, you know, like the play point guard, but my team needed me to score. So every time I got the ball at Cannon, it was like go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. So transitioning Catawba, it's like oh man, these dudes can score just as good as me. I don't have to, you know. All I knew during that time was score, score, score. So I had that whole freshman year was basically a learning experience for me of how to run a team. Like, I would play 100 miles an hour. I would be second-guessing myself. I would, you know, turn the ball over just – I got so many five-second counts just because it was <laughs> – it wasn't the fact that they was just deep DM me up. It was just the fact that, like, all right, I just want to be so perfect and – you know, in right. the offense, and it was just like, oh, man, I got a five-second count because I'm thinking too much. Yeah. So by the time sophomore year got here, man, it was just like back of my hand. Like, I knew where everybody was at. I mean, it, it was it was easy by the time I got to sophomore year. Yeah, I remember I remember coming in and I got offered the uh, the work program to uh to do to be the manager of the basketball team i was like well, of course that's a that's a no-brainer uh-huh. i remember just i remember coming in and watching you guys play the first first couple of practices and just, i was like man th- this is our team like these dudes are awesome man like 
watching you and Tonio, and then you know Zell's out there guarding everybody, and then Rob and Donald. I mean, uh-huh. that was you guys were fun to watch, man. I, From an outside perspective, here's how I knew you guys were real because I was friends with some of the soccer players, and I would see them at breakfast a couple mornings during their off season. I'm like, you okay? They're like, no, we just had to do morning workouts with the basketball team, and they run way more than us. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy because, like, like a lot of soccer players will come in and play. There was, it, I used to watch intramurals a lot, and, like, they'd be out there gassing for wind, and i asked them, like, man, why, why are y'all so tired? It was like, man, y'all run a lot of basketball. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, soccer, y'all run way more than us. It was like, oh, nonstop in basketball. Soccer, we can kind of wing it a little bit. Like, it's not all out running. Like, most people got to run. But he was, they would explain it to me. He's like, no, this is nonstop. Like, stop and go. <laughs> That's like, funny. Quick change of direction. It was like, we don't do that. Like, Yeah, I mean, the, the soccer players, they, they they tire out easy. I mean, that. I actually dropped 37 on them in intramurals one time. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, here we not go. To, not to brag or nothing, but yeah, they're here we go. They're not as good as they think they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Speaking of scoring, though, you uh, you finished 21st all time in scoring at Catawba. Uh, uh-huh. Career averages 11.8, 4.3 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and a steal and a half a game. Um, one thing that always stuck out to me was you were only 5'10, but you always seemed like you were getting rebounds. Like, I, I can't believe you only averaged four a game over your career. I would have guessed at least six or seven. I mean, it always seemed like you were getting five, six, seven, eight rebounds a game. What yeah. was your what was your secret behind that, being only 5'10 and being such a good rebounder? Uh, For me, I can kind of, like, what's funny was, like, <laughs> when I first started playing basketball, I used to play big man. Because, like, I was the most athletic person on the team always growing up, up until, like, we probably got to 12. So, like, from 8, 9, 8 until 12, I was the most athletic person on the team. So, like, rebounding, like, my dad my dad used to tell me, he was like, you get a rebound, you don't have to pass, and then you can just go up and score. Yep. I was like, hmm, you were right about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, like – with Coach Baker's offense is, you know, the two-man gets back, the point guard goes to the free throw line, and everybody else crash. So I'll run to the free throw line, and you can kind of tell where the rebound's going to come off if you got the free throw line. And then, like, for me, like, nobody was quicker to the ball than me. So I used to get a lot of rebounds offensively by just being a step quicker to the to the ball. Um, defensively, for me, it was like, okay, if I get the rebound, we still, you know, we like to play fast at Catawba. So, oh, yeah. For me, if I got the rebound, then we start our break faster. So, me thinking, I get the rebound, I'm pushing the ball to the court. Now, we don't have to, like, the thing about us, we hated running offense. So, it was like, Shoot, we get the rebound. We don't got to run. No, we ain't got to come down and run ACC two or night. We can just get it and go. So if I get the rebound, everybody knew like, oh, that's a sign. Let's go. So for me, I just kind of knew like where the ball was gonna come off, and also like watching a lot of film um, on the opponents. Um, like for instance, we play um, let's say Lenore Ryan. 
they kind of they kind of do like a they were kind of robotic offensively. Like everything goes from point A, B, C, D, and E, mm-hmm. and so on. So I knew, like at the end of the shot, end of the shot clock, they had Kenny and Josh Rudder who was gonna try and get to the rim and duck his head. Um, then they had, they were gonna try and pound it inside, and if that didn't work, you know, they kind of freelanced. But it was going back to Rudder. So I know if Rudder got the ball, he was ducking his head, and if he shot the ball, a lot of his shots. Where if he was getting guarded by Zell was gonna be long. So long rebounds, that's my cue. Okay, you know, I'm trying to get this rebound. Now we can go and uh go on the offensive end. But as far as rebounding, man, it's just about just just wanting the ball. It ain't necessarily about like being in the right position and it's just about just wanting the ball. Like if you really want the ball, you'll go get the rebound and and like I struggle with that with my players a lot. It's like we got guys that are six eight, six nine, that are rather just that think the rebound just gonna fall to them. I'm like, man, you just gotta go get it. And for me, it was just like you know, I had I had a lot of games where I had like ten plus rebounds. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It wasn't a shock to see you get ten rebounds. And you yeah, think most was... point guards, if they had a double double, it was with assists. But no, it seemed like you were always getting it with rebounds. Yeah, so it was just like, you know, I mean, that, that was my thing. And in high school, you know, that's how, that's how I got a lot of my points too, you know, getting an re- offensive rebound, a defensive rebound. And I was a fa- always one of the fastest on the court and going down to get the layup and putting pressure on the defense. That was- so I got I got one last question for you when it comes to Catawba. What, what, do you, what was your guy's secret sauce, you think? Like everyone always talks about teamwork or this person or that person. What do you think was the secret sauce to you guys behind having such a winning culture? Um, That's a great th- question because even even as somebody that was part of that program for four years like Damo was, I I don't even know if I know the answer to that question. Um, for us, I mean, it was just about just everybody just getting along and just like we're, we're a close group. Like nobody disliked nobody, you know, and I think that's the, that was the, the being a good team, like. Everybody got along. There were no egos, you know, because for one year, like, I averaged like 12 points my sophomore year. Then my junior year, I think I averaged like eight or nine. But mm-hmm. I knew I had to sacrifice because in order for us to win, I had to take a lesser role offensively and do other things. So, and also the tradition, man, like, you get to Catawba, I had Brian Graves in front of me. And, you know, most times it's like, you know, you know who's in front of you, but when those guys come back and kind of teach you the ropes of how things were and always trying to help you, the alumni was like, the alumni and the guys before you were huge in our success too. Because I know instances like when my freshman year, Brian Graves was about to go overseas and preparing to go overseas, and he'll come back and, you know, he'll give me the business. But at the same time, I'm learning, and then he's just like, yo, this is what you got to do. This is how this works. You know, you know you'll know, you be fine if you do this. Because it's one thing to listen to a coach say it, but from an- another alumni saying it, it, it it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot better. Yeah, Marvin, Coach Moore played with Coach Baker, but at the same time, he's a coach. And, you know, they can kind of, like, go in one ear out the other. No one was bigger than the team. Mm-hmm. So the alumni, like, 
man, like, and I and I did it with the guys when after I left with like Elon and those guys, like, you know, I would come back and you know, teach them, give them the business, so <laughs> like, tell them how this is how it is, this is how it's gonna go, and don't get discouraged, you know, everything's gonna be fine, and then they go on to have pretty good careers, you know. I think this is that's kind of what we had working for us. That you know, you see that Carolina, you see that Duke, and I think that's a lot of that's a lot when you have the backing of the guys that before you that want to see you do good, and you look in the stands and you see those guys there, and it's kind of become like a big family. I think that 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 had a lot to do with our success as well. Yeah, definitely. The uh, yeah, we would I would always see former players coming back and. You know, I anytime I can get a chance to get down to North Carolina, I always try to make sure it's during basketball season so I can see a game. Uh-huh. Loved loved it over there. Um, before we move well, on from we... uh, Catawba, oh, sorry, go ahead, John. No, go ahead. I was going to move on, but go ahead. I was just going to say before we move on from Catawba, I just wanted to highlight a couple other things. Um, one of the things that I read about you was that you hold eighteen different records at Catawba. Do you know any of those records that you hold? I have no clue. <laughs> okay, all right. Play, man. I have no clue. Maybe. Oh, I seen that in your during your uh, during your Hall of Fame induction for Canon. They said that you hold eighteen Catawba records. I was just curious if you knew what any of those Maybe. were. I, I have no clue. Maybe I mean I think my I tied the threes in the game. Yeah, I know that. Yep, it got broke like recently within the last like four or five years. I think I tied Coach Moore. Yeah, I think you had yeah. eight. Was it? It was eight my freshman year against Bavard. I never forget that. Wow. wow Bavard was one of those teams that was like, man, this Bavard, man. We doing that. We were a young team, so like we watching film. We like, man, these dudes sorry. We just beat them by thirty. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Speaking of Bavard, last thing I just want to say, since you brought up Bavard, Bavard was where we got our uh, our win. To clinch the conference, clinch the conference championship, and uh, man, I don't know if you remember that game or how much you remember that game, but oh, I remember that game. That vividly. is that is one game that I'll never forget. I remember that game vividly. Like it was packed. Like Bavar's little cra- little cracker box gym, uh, real small. You couldn't fit another person in there. It was hot as hell. No, it was hot. <laughs> they had senior night. This is like if we win, they if we win, we win the conference. If they win, they win the conference. It it, it was it was they they were pretty they were pretty good. They had size. Um, they they they, they had a bunch of older guys. Like I think they had like eight or nine seniors. So they kind of been through the ups and the downs of the program, and they finally have arrived to where like you know, all right, we're pretty good. But yeah, yeah they they, uh, they didn't stand a chance that day though. We were so locked in that game. We were. Like, we were. Like, we were. Like, what's crazy is we started out conference like eight and zero or something like that, and then I, Big Cliff went down. Yep. He had a had a real bad ankle sprain and missed probably like four or five games, and we lost all those games. <laughs> yeah, he was huge that year too. Blocking, he blocked a lot of shots that year. And we had got up to like number ten in the country, and then we like when Cliff got hurt, man, like the bottom fell out in a sense. Yeah. So we had, I think we our first loss was at Lincoln Memorial, and like that, that was that's a hard place to play anyway. Yeah, it is. Well, it's such a long drive in there, anyways. But yeah, that Bavar game, like, I mean, I I just remember like 
warm up line. Like we usually like joke around and do stuff on the bus. It wasn't. It was just a different mood. Like we we all about business. Like I, it was. A business I sat in front trip. of Rob Fields that game uh, on the way to Brevard, and he was listening to Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne. And I remember oh. hearing it in his headphones, and I turned around and looked at his eyes, and he was so focused and locked in. I just turned around and said, "Oh, we ain't losing today." Man, not, and then Rob went out and hit like six threes in the first half. <laughs> yeah, and then and what was crazy was it was like you know we we usually like joke on the bus and you know like everybody just came in there just so locked in and like we knew we weren't gonna lose. Mm-mm. Like we we was like there's no way we're losing this game. And I just remember like <laughs> I remember I missed my like first three or four shots. So I'm like man, dang, like it's gonna be another. <laughs> Yeah. And then Rob comes in and hits like he hit like three straight threes and then he banked one with an and one. I'm like, oh yeah. It's so over. They, it's already <laughs> over. I think we were up by like 15. We were up by like 15 at halftime. It was yeah. They got me going, so I hit my next like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> and then Donzel comes in and hit a three. And then Justin comes in and hit a three. I was like, yeah, you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Justin starts <laughs> hitting threes, everybody's in trouble. <laughs> It's so because cool. they went zone that game, which was big mistake. Weird. I'm like, well, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but like, it was target practice. Yeah. So we ended up winning, winning by a good bit that day, and then we got on the bus, and everybody like, man, we knew we was gonna win. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I sense the different energy in you guys and shoot arounds. Yeah. Like we're not about to. Lose the sack championship, regular season championship at Bavard. No, no, so, not gonna happen. <laughs> that was that was a straight business trip. Yep. Oh yeah, and it, it was great, man. That was probably one of the most memorable games I've had since being at Catawba. Like, yeah, that's the one that I'll that I'll always remember. Always. That, that game specifically. Just like now, locked. you know, before we let you go, we gotta get your opinion. Being mm-hmm. being a professional, everything like that. Give me your like top three, top five NBA prospects going into the draft. Ooh. Like, who who do you like? Man, you it's know, always different hearing it from a basketball player. Man, you know, uh, I hate to say it, I'm a Carolina guy, say it. but say it. Man, <laughs> <Ben> Carroll, <laughs> I like Ben Carroll a lot. I ain't, I can say it now that he ain't playing that dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's a such a mismatch. Like, it, it, like he's 6'10", 250, can play inside with power. And jump shot's going to improve once he gets to the pros. 100%. But, but it's not broken, like, by any means necessary. I like Ben Caro. I like, um, I like Ivy from Purdue. Big, big yeah, I told you about Ivy Nick. Yeah, I told you. Yeah. Quick, um, aggressive. I mean, that, that's what's kind of the NBA's transition into as well. Like his type of point guard, like big, quick, and score all three levels, and also can play off the ball. Um, I like I like um, kid from Auburn, um, Jabari, Jabari. High motor. He he reminds me a lot of Pascal Siakam in a sense of like his motor and just willingness to, you know, get to the basket and score. That's a really good comparison. I, I think he's more along that line. Everybody say Katie. No, he's not Katie. He's a high energy guy that 
still developing, got skill, got a good skill set, very good skill set. Uh, also, who was that, three? Um, let me think. Uh, I kind of like, I'm a little, I'm going to say Chet Holmgren just because he's, you know, a unicorn. He's different. Seven feet. For sure. Handle the ball. I think he's still trying to figure out his game. Um, cause a lot of times he's kind of a little hesitant on, on what to do and, you know, like what moves to make. Yeah. But, I think, I think where he goes is going to determine yeah, how, exactly. how well he progresses. Exactly. And, um, and another kid that they don't really talk much about is, uh, he didn't play at Kentucky, but Sharp. Shadon Sharp. I've been reading about yeah. him. Yeah. I've been reading yeah. about him. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, he, he's going to be one of those guys, like, in a few years, you're going to be like, wow, like, yeah, like, he didn't even play at Kentucky, but, like, that, that, he, he, he's going to be, I think he's fifth, he's fifth on, in, my, in my eyes, regardless of him not even playing at Kentucky, but the, the, the maturity, he kind of plays like Anthony as far as how, how far mature he is, um, I think we we didn't we didn't get to see him yet. The only time you can probably see him is in high school. Yeah, like just I, I don't look at simply just guys overpowering high school kids. I look at how to do how they do it. Like you know the fluidity of his game. Mm-hmm. I think he he's going to be another one. I think that'll be my five five there. Okay, I like that. And uh, one last thing I want to touch on before we get get you out of here. A um, couple guys that you've coached in the past few years. Um, one of them is uh, coming out of IMG, going to Alabama, Jaden Bradley. Uh, you won state with him in 2020, I believe it was. Yep. Um, another guy you had is uh, a Duke commit, Christian Reeves, uh, mm-hmm. big man. Talk to me a little bit about Christian. As a as a Duke fan, you know, I'm always curious about the guys that we bring in. Um, oh, yeah. You coached him directly, so talk to me a little about Christian and what can I expect personally as a Duke fan? Out of Christian, Before you even go there, Damo, you couldn't convince him to go to Carolina? Come Christian, on. Christian is unique because um, we had Christian. Um, he came to us as a sophomore from Providence Day. And um, real raw. Still, he's still developing it. But um, Christian came in. He, he had in, he, With us, he was injured. He had a uh, back issue that um, that he was taking care of, and then he had a um, foot inch, foot issue. So the first year, the first year we got him, you know, we were very excited because we had Jaden Bradley and um, we had Jaden Bradley, uh, Jarvis Moss, DJ Nix, who all went Division One. Um, DJ's going to Cornell and Jarvis is at Stanford right now. Okay. So those guys. And then we added Christian, which we needed size badly. And we added another kid named Elijah Ormiston. He, um, played division two at, uh, Minnesota average 20, but average 20 and 10. And he's ended up, he's trans, he's in a portal right now. Wow. Probably going at your Lola, Chicago. Okay. Um, so we had him, and then we had Christian. It's like, oh man, like we set. And these guys are sophomores and juniors. So 
we good for a while. Yeah. And then there, he's practicing, had a very good live period. Didn't play at all at Providence Day as a freshman. So we went through the live period um, that June. And Christian's creating buzz because, like, he can run the floor. He's athletic as people didn't expect him to be as athletic as he is. And then um, we start the season. First game, Christian goes to the doctor. He has a back injury. Oh, man, like, okay. It was like, yeah, he'll probably be out a few few games. A few games turn in months. Months turn in half the season. Hmm. He comes back in the middle of the season. Still ain't himself. Still moving a little weird. So we play him about – Christian might play about five to six minutes a game. It's crazy. We got a seven foot on the bench that's not even playing. Right. <laughs> still in the states. We won states that year. Wow. So the next year he comes back, you know, goes through the live period, goes through the live period as a junior. Um, and then, you know, we get the news Jaden leaves in, in in May. So it was like, okay, this we still got enough guys to actually win. We'll be fine. So come back. You know, Christian Beck has, you know, nothing wrong with his back no more. Okay, cool. That's great. Then he has a foot injury. Mm. Oh, he's going to miss probably, again, about a few weeks. Weeks turned into months. Months turned into half the season again. So Christian comes back. You know, it's it's a decision we have to make. All right, does he practice and play? Or do we practice him and then play him a, a limited minutes? So we decided on, you know, we're going to play him in the games and he's going to kind of do walkthroughs and practice. So that's kind of where we're at with him. So whole time at Cannon, he missed, he probably played, I'd probably say Christian played 23, 24 games for us in total. Wow. In two years. And that's probably being generous. But then he goes to Oak Hill and he plays a full year. Like, coaches were always on the radar, but it's just the fact that we need to see him play against players. Right. You know, not saying, like, our conference is not bad, but at the same time, we're going to Chick-fil-A Nationals. We're going to Chick-fil-A. We're going to a Beach Ball Classic where, you know, top teams are playing. Like, we don't shy away from competition. We're playing Oak Hill. We're playing um, Dream City. We're playing Dorman. We playing all these teams, and you know Christian's not playing, so coaches are kind of like the verdict is still out about Christian. Like, how good is he? Like, we we see flashes of him doing well, but how good, really good, is Christian? So we go to so we win states again that year. Christian about fourteen and twelve in five blocks. So it's like, oh man, we can't wait to see him next year. You know, then that's when. Frank Martin, who was still at South Carolina during the time, offered Minnesota offer him. Then during that summer, Texas comes into play. Texas, Florida, and then Duke. Duke started, like, interested in him. Not really, you know, more so offering him, mm-hmm. but interested. Just intrigued about, you know, it's a seven-footer. Yeah. And he's in the state of North Carolina. Let, let's see what, you know, let's start paying attention more to him. But, you know, um, and then, you know, he's still, like, a little bit hurt during the summertime. And then he ended up having an okay um, AAU. He played with CP3 with Jaden and Jalen Um, He did pretty well. 
And then, you know, August comes around and, you know, he goes to Oak Hill, which I, I get. It's Oak Hill, you know. Yeah, it's not, a big-time program. You know, it's a big-time program. And then, you know, he finally healthy, and they got him at the right time. Christian's finally somewhat healthy. Oak Hill, and um, yeah, he's playing well, you know. The thing about Christian is nobody realizes how good he is yet. Like, he's still scratching the surface. Like, Christian can shoot the basketball. He can, He's athletic than what he's given credit for. Rim protector. Worst case, he's going to be as a defender at the at the uh, basket. He's he's probably going to be a – he's definitely going to be a four-year guy. Yeah. Um, I think a red shirt is definitely going to help him out a lot. He's going to Duke the red shirt his first year. Yeah, with the class we got coming in, I, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So, I think a red shirt is really going to help him – like far get his health and his body right. I think he's gonna need to add about ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. Um, and he's got so a couple of great guys to learn from too coming in this year and lively. Oh yeah, Filipowski. Yeah, yep, exactly. And um, I think he's gonna be fine. Um, I think by his junior year, you're really gonna see like the player he's supposed to be. That's awesome. Don't mark it down. And he, mark it down. I'm looking junior. forward to it. And it was a no-brainer. He a Duke fan, so like once he got that offer, it was just like <laughs> I I don't blame him at all. <laughs> you know, I don't blame dream him at school all. you grew up cheering for, and now I get to play for. Him, yeah, you know? it's a no-brainer. So it was. It, I, I'm I'm happy for him, man. I talk to him every once in a while about you know about things. He still comes by the school. His dad's a, a resource officer at the school, so I see his dad a lot. Um, but they they're getting a good a high academic kid too. You know, that's awesome. Never, good character and you know christian christian he's gonna by the time he gets his junior year you're gonna have a, a real good player in your hand that's awesome yeah i can't i can't wait to watch him play and hey mm-hmm. you know if if you want to put in a good word and you know maybe we can get him as a guest on here that'd be that'd be nice too oh yeah i i'll I reach out to him man yeah he's a good kid man like that's awesome yeah for what he's well for what he's been through battling injuries just to get to where he's at man it's a, it's a testament of his hard work too yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch him progress over the next few years for sure indeed for sure well damo we appreciate you coming on man um you're the first guest that we've had on here um i really can't think of a better it. guest for better first guest to have um like i said we we really appreciate it man thank you for your time oh no problem man y'all take care hey thanks damo no problem